and welcome to the Nightcap. It's Ask Us Anything 8 as we descend into sort of late March 2021. Um, those beers in pub gardens getting ever closer, which is very exciting. Um, I guess we'll Can't recap our... Sooner. I know, we'll recap our sort of uh, our beer website at the end of the podcast. But um, yeah. otherwise, <laughs> joined by Paul as always. How you doing, buddy? Not bad, mate. Not bad, you? Yeah, yeah, all good, actually. Again, like just weather being nice the last few days, like 13 degrees and sunny, just makes so much difference during lockdown, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. It's just looking outside the window now, it just looks nice and bright. I've got to pick the kids up soon, but you know, it's a nice, just nice to get out, have a drive, yeah. go for a walk in the sun. It's lovely. 100%. All good. And thanks so much again to everyone who sent in your cowboy stories, general correspondence, and questions. We've got so many. Um, so we're gonna, I think we'll keep going because we've got we've already got enough to spill over to next week and beyond so let's get straight yeah, into the they thick keep of, coming in i know let's get straight into the thick of it so first one here is from danielle who says uh what's your favorite cocktail and or are there any 2021 trends that you've bought into this year so sort of a two-part there but firstly favorite cocktail paul i don't know what you're going to say for this um what 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 would you say what do you reckon you'd say what oh would you guess? i would mine? guess yours would be something like an old-fashioned <laughs> that's on the list yeah i like that's an old-fashioned good. yeah nice good yeah you, know, you know my palate well <laughs> yeah i do love a, a good old-fashioned never used to be a fan of whiskey from like you know bad memories of it in my teens just drinking bad whiskey and making myself sick so yeah it took me a while to get into the flavor of it uh-huh. Um, I'm still not mad, mad for it, but I do love an old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Probably I'm the exact same with whiskey, mate. It still does take me like the first sip still catches me off guard. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I don't know when that will change. Maybe I'll get hit fifty or something. I don't know, but it still does take me back a <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> um, and what else? I mean, I love like a gin fizz. I mean, they get you nice and pissed as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't taste the gin in gin fizzes, can you? You can barely taste the gin. You're just like, Wee. Depends. I, I tend to go a bit more heavy with the gin. Got you. I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? I do like, in summer, I do like a mojito. Good mojito. Really uh-huh. fresh. Yep. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into anything like spirits or cocktail weight that has like a dairy feel to it. So... Pina Anything that's got Bailey's in can fuck off. Yeah. Bailey's is weird. Yeah, no, I don't. Dairy and alcohol, no. I know it's not like dairy, dairy, but yeah, same with like a pina colada. I mean, yeah, it's generally like coconut milk, isn't it? But still, yeah. nah, dairy and cocktail. Keep the keep the dairy in the food, in the dishes. So with you there. We're very similar on that front, actually. They're all the sorts of similar. I don't have cocktails often, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I rarely ever make them at home. But there, that's, no, the, that's the sort of field I'd be batting in. What about the second part of this? Any 2021 trends that you've bought um, into this year? Well, like food trends are something I don't don't get into anyway, and we don't, we never in the restaurant um, get involved with them. So th- there's nothing in particular trend, nothing specific, and I'm not yeah. into any TikTok trend dances or anything like that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I suppose um, it, it's technically a trend, but the idea of like getting boxes and takeout, like I've completely bought into, because actually a lot of people that I know have just not got takeaways at all anymore. Do you know what I mean? Or they won't, because they can't go out to eat dinner. They've got very used to making food for themselves yeah. or, or living frugally. But me and Hayley, especially, we've got into a real sort of vein of form of like every weekend going, right, should we get a box from somewhere or should we nip to this place and stand in the street with a and get our order? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm quite fortunate I get sent a few of them. Mm. Um, 
So I've not, I don't think I've ever actually bought any of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and, I, you know, I tend to, you know, I don't really have, don't really share them. So like, I did have, uh, Callum Franklin started doing a box. Um, oh, I saw you sent, posting about that the other day. Yeah, yeah, he sent me one at the weekend and it come, it come like Friday mm-hmm. and I was away like filming Friday and then I had the event on in Birmingham Saturday and I was like, oh, I need, I need to do it. It's only got a few days shelf life. So, Jack, come over. Me and Jack had a pie and beer night Sunday night here at the restaurant. Nice, beautiful. Yeah, so like I made How romantic. the pie and he poured the beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, he got the good end of that deal. How yeah. was it? Was it like I know it's from your perspective going to be quite easy, but was it? Do you think anyone could pick up that box and have a good go at it? Um, I think so. It's quite straightforward. Yeah. The like the meat mix is made. The pie mix. You just got to make the pastry, but there's clear instructions there's a video link as well it's a really good video and then you get you know if you have the equipment one there's like a lattice cutter and a proper size tray and then the veggies just just needs heating up so it's Mm -hmm. it's very straightforward like three elements that's it yeah um yeah really really easy to follow the best thing about it was like jack's a villa fan and he watched villa tottenham he watched them get beat two nil perfect what a night in for you i know pie beer and watching villa lose (laughs) Lose. yes (laughs) Ideal. Okay, nice one. Next one is from Davies7853 on Instagram, who messaged us saying, where can I buy decent stock from? That okay. is a good question. Cause I think this is something I've asked you before, not on the podcast, when I've been looking for recipes. And yeah, getting good have. stock is tough, isn't it? So, like, where do you get it from? Yeah, because making it home isn't entirely practical because no. you need a massive, massive pan to reduce it down and get something good. Mm-hmm. You know, you, what you start with needs to be huge. Yeah. So there's there's two two companies I use for stock. Okay. Because we don't make it in the restaurant here. We don't have the the space. It's just not practical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use uh, either True Foods, which do do um, stuff for home as well. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, that's not just for kitchens. Then you can just order it. Order it. Yeah, you can, and they have. I've not tried them, but they do a range of sauces as well, which. Um, because it's true foods, you know it's going to be nice. Yeah, uh, they're based up north. A guy called Mitch owns it. Great guy, and they're really good stock, just nicely made. And then also we use the Nestle stock uh, in the restaurant as well. The Chef Chef Fond, I think the brand's called. Right. That it comes in cartons, and um, it like you leave like it. Jelly. You can, it's jelly. It's ultra heat treated, so you can leave it at room temperature for like a year or something. Really? Yeah, because wow. it's ultra heat. There's nothing yeah. in it, nothing dodgy. It's just the way it's packaged, ultra heat uh-huh. treated. Um, but that was the factory we went out to in Finland. Got you. Course, and, yeah. you know, you see the produce coming in, you see the fresh bones, the fresh vegetables and how it's made. And it's made like you would in the kitchen. It's just packaged in a different way. That's all. Is it super expensive, though? Um, it, it or at least I suppose com- com- compared to supermarket stock, it's going to be expensive, isn't it? Yeah, because you can't really get it in the supermarket. Because if you use yeah. the bouillon, that all you can use that for is like soups or, or rubbing on some roast chicken. You can't make a sauce from it. No. Um, and the the little jelly pot nor ones are terrible. Yeah. They just they've got like uh, different setting agents in them, and they're kind of gloopy. It's not the, the uh, bones that have made it that that yeah. sort of setting. Yeah. It, it's so it's funny, to isn't it? it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it does. You're right. It's not necessarily even the final taste. The fact that it comes as jelly, it almost tricks mm. your mind into feeling like it's it's the proper real thing, like real fat. So it's Not. very clever how they've done yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? But like some supermarkets, you can get little bags of fresh stock. Like I know Waitrose do them, but yep. you pay a lot for a very small amount. And once you reduce that down, you're left yeah, you're with right. nothing. nothing. Um, but in the kitchen as well, it's like if you look at it 
you know, from a chef point of view, it's expensive if you compare it to the raw ingredients. So yeah. like you, but what you've got to, if you look at it from an owner point of view, it's not just the ingredients, it's the gas you're saving or the electric you're saving, the labor you're saving. Of course, yeah. So it's cheaper in terms of the whole picture, but it's more expensive in terms of raw food cost. Yeah, got you. Good answer. Thanks, mate. Right, next one is from Callum, who says, as someone who is interested in going over to America to work, what is the best way to go about it? We've had quite a few questions over the podcast series, haven't we, about going to walk, yeah. work abroad and sort of doing apprenticeships and stuff. But what is literally the best way in terms of like messaging people? Do you do the 2021 thing of sliding into some DMs or do you try and ring the restaurant and the owner? Like, What is actually the best way, do you think, of trying to make headway? I personally wouldn't, I think a bit more traditional, I wouldn't go into DMs or anything like that because it just seems a bit too informal. Yeah. Um, like that. that for me is maybe if you want to have a, I don't know. It's something that's. Um, uh, I don't know. Something, something that doesn't matter as much. Some little conversation you're having on 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 yeah, social sure. media. I, I think approach it properly. Send them a properly worded email, mm-hmm. or or a letter, either one. Yeah. Um, but you know, think of the restaurant you want to go to in the culture of America that you want to go to, whatever part. And then, yeah, just write them a letter, direct it to the the chef. Uh, it might get if it's a larger say if you went sent it to French Laundry you wouldn't address it to Thomas you'd address it to the chef de cuisine and then they, it would automatically go through their people who sort out the yeah. uh, you know the stages or the interviews etc mm-hmm. and then they'll get in touch with you that that's the best way some restaurants will help you and support you getting a visa the bigger ones obviously will that are used to employing international people yeah. some some won't i think a working visa you can get is like a year and a half for america i think right. okay. um so it's it's about trying to decide where you want to work get over there you can go over for three months anyway without a visa and just go and do an interview uh-huh. um just don't tell them at the border you're doing a job interview probably because they might <laughs> keep you locked up for a bit like they did with yeah. me <laughs> did they <laughs> Yeah, but, well, I wasn't locked up. I was just, um, I was nearly sent home. Were you? I didn't realise that. I don't think you've told us that story before. Never know. It was when yeah. I went to stage at French Laundry. I um, like, got it as cheap as possibly could. So it was like a, about a three-day fucking journey or something yeah. stupid. Oh, wow. Budget airlines. It was like, I think it was Gatwick to Philadelphia and then Philadelphia to um, San Fran. And then I had to sleep in the San Fran airport overnight. I slept in the subway. Wow. Not the train subway, the actual the the uh, oh, right. sandwich shop. <laughs> sandwich shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and then an hour coach journey to finally get there. But um, I flew into Philly, and like, I'd taken my knives with me and everything. Obviously, not my hand luggage. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Um, you know, and I was I was just really honest, and I think quite naive as well. They. Um, my luggage didn't come out and I was getting a transfer in flight. So I, I uh, waited waited around and I went to uh, went through and they were like, uh, yeah, you need to come with us. So they'd pulled my luggage off because they'd seen the knives in it. They'd opened it up. They'd seen that I was going to French Laundry. I was going to Napa Valley was on my, you know, my connecting flight. You know, Napa Valley, There's, a, I think there's a lot of illegal immigrants in there from yeah. Mexico and, you know, a lot of wine regions. So there's a lot of illegals you know, working there in the in the economy. Sure. Um, so they're so rude as well. All the border people in America. I've never met one that just has any niceties about them at all. Every single time I've been to the states, it's just really? always, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your reasons for being here? What's your reasons for being here? <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're excited. You're buzzing, yeah, yeah. you're young, and you're going to America, and you're just trying to have a chat. And they're just like, 
stonewall face on them. It's just, yeah. It's way too much, especially as the majority of the answers to that is just, I'm here on holiday, mate. Chill out. Yeah, the vast majority. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm just here for a week. You're not going to be like, Actually, now you say it, I'm going to bomb it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you got me. You got me. I didn't expect this interrogative attitude from you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're so right. That is mental. I didn't so they called that. me into this room and I was with people that, I mean, I could only assume were there trying to get, get in illegally from different countries. Sat there for ages and I'm worrying about my connecting flight. Uh, anyway, go into this interview room. Like you see on uh, Border Force and Border Police and that. I'm in this little room being interrogated by this guy and he's so you're a chef yeah it's like yeah yeah i'm a chef uh where do you work in uh in england as well i i don't i don't have a job currently in england oh okay so you're unemployed and you're coming oh, over to yeah. um you know you've got a six-week flight back and is do you own a house no i don't own a house oh. do you have any children no do you have a wife so he's telling me so he's like you're telling me you'll come in here for six weeks to work in the wine region at a restaurant because they didn't know the caliber of the restaurant mm. and you've got no dependence nothing to keep you in england how Doesn't do i know you're gonna go home <laughs> i was like Mate, i've got a return flight like it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah most of them do yeah and i've begged him and begged him and, I, and he was like how can you afford this how can you afford to not work for six weeks and i was like and i was explaining to him about the william hepton store award that weren't and so, look, you won't have heard of it. And then I had this letter on me. I had a letter from French Laundry saying it was only a oh six-week work God. experience. And I just begged and begged. I was like, look, you can't send me home. Look, I promise you I'm only here for six, six weeks. That is it. I was like, this is the award. I've saved up this money. And you know, six weeks isn't a massive amount of time. He went and spoke to his boss. And he was like, yeah, okay, you can go through. Wow. That's um, insane. Let God, me as through. If that was, as if that, imagine how different your career could have been if you just hadn't have, you know, been there for six weeks and the things you'd have learned or, you know, who knows yeah, what, what the impact that could have had. And I had to leg it with my suitcase because they finally gave me it back across Philadelphia Airport, which is massive, yeah. to get my connective flight. And I was that guy being called on, <laughs> got on the front of the plane, had to walk all the way to the back, oh, no. everyone looking at me because I'm holding it up. They delayed the flight for me a little oh, bit, mate, like late waiting for me. mental. And then I was I was at the window seat as well, so I had to get people to get up so I could go and sit. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, just put my headphones on and pretended to sleep. Wow, there you go. Dedication. Dedication to the cause. Love it. Okay, uh, good advice there, mate. Uh, next one is from Chef Nikki, who says, what product do you dislike so much that you will never use in your restaurant? Uh, good question. I suppose this, this yeah. is only a good question slash answer if it's a if it's a com if it's something that is normally used but you don't mm. you refuse to use it. Yeah, I've not I've not um you know the thing I mislike dislike most I actually do use which is cheese. Yeah, oh that's true. Yeah, because I've realised the restaurant isn't all about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, any other products? One thing, right? I I don't get at all, and I think is just awful ingredient a glass a cherries hate them yeah yeah i hate them Why? horrible texture they look like plastic it's not something you can't use in our kind of kitchen anyway but they should be banned from everywhere and i hate <laughs> it when they're in cocktails yeah. um i did have a restaurant manager here buy some before it was like absolutely not no you're not putting them in cocktails no yeah. chance yeah no, i think they're, they're just disgusting and then the other one okra don't get it oh interesting yeah what just not a fan of the flavour of it or 
Well, what flavour? Hasn't got one. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> There's mate, no flavour the to be a fan of. It's the texture. They're weird. They're kind of like they should be left on the plant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think they're good. And also with glacé cherries, are they the most under overrated part of like Chelsea buns? Yeah. Like, why do they stick them on the top of things? I don't they know, don't cause... add any. It's already caked in icing. Lovely. But glacé yeah. cherry. Ah, just. Get rid of that. Just get. You go to a proper bakery, and I don't think they'd dare do that. You'll never like, see one. You'll never see one at a proper bakery. You'll never no. see a glacé cherry. Like ten ten thirty at this bakery in Kenilworth called Crustums, they do these amazing Chelsea buns. Ten thirty on a Friday, so yeah. that's the only time they do one. Yeah, and well, should, are they are told incredible. But there is no glacé cherry there. Of course, there's not. Of course, there's not. Good shout. Ban the glacé cherry, I think. And they shouldn't be on a bakewell either. Yeah, oh, yeah, good point. What is the point? Uh, Okay, good one. Next is from Max, who says, I'm sure you've addressed this, Paul, so sorry if I did miss it, but why did you name your restaurant Salt? I I feel like we've touched upon this, but not not maybe to the extent of, like, getting to the crux of why the name Salt. But go on, what was... There's there's no real simple, straightforward answer. Mm. Um... It kind of just it just come about. So, I mean, I always wanted something that was very punchy, like one syllable, and you know, what I mean, I never wanted it to be anything about my name because restaurant Paul Foster, a bit boring. Yeah, <laughs> I've got nothing against people using that. And if I had a cool no, loads name, loads do, loads do. If I had a cool name, I'd do it. But <laughs> Paul Stephen Foster, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no. just yeah, dull. <laughs> What what other names did you have in the mix? So before it was salt, was there any others that were on the table? Not really. We did a big brainstorming session, and we, and we then we were kind of adding stuff to it, and we would we come around because salt really suits my style of food and its purity and how important it is, and you know we're not trying to overcomplicate things. It's back to this pure ingredient, and that's what all our dishes are about. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was like salt kitchen, salt restaurant, and just, just nothing was working. Uh, salt rooms, salt this, salt that. And then I think it was Rand's mate who just said, why don't I just call it salt? Just salt. Mm. So, yeah, it sounds great. And it just worked. Looked yeah. around and there's not much else like that. Not in the UK anyway. You've got obviously rock salt and sea salt things and all these other mm-hmm. ones, but nothing really out there that's just salt. So yeah. it just sounded great and it's punchy. It's good to market. I like it. Yeah, it just, it just worked. Yeah, nice. And also it's weird now, maybe because obviously I've, spoken to you so much about it but the word salt in the context of your restaurant stops meaning salt as in yeah salt. do you know what i mean like i stopped yeah. thinking of it as salt as in that you put on your food it just yeah it's its own entity now and that's uh, you know it's worked good. then don't you if, if it's yeah. got to that stage where people aren't even like salt what, what do you mean mm. um okay and also salt of the earth your second restaurant that you're opening with me in a couple of years oh yes that <laughs> That's another reason, clearly, why, you know, <laughs> fate. Uh, great. Next one's from CJ Murray, who has messaged saying, is, or do you think, caviar is overrated? Hmm. No, I love it. Do you? Oh, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I wouldn't personally, you know, spe- for the best caviar in the world, I wouldn't spend the amount of money that it costs personally yeah. for it yeah see that's the interesting part isn't it like overrated is is often um sort of judged against how much it's worth based against how yeah. great it is so is it worth yeah. the money like 
Yeah, it's, that's a difficult one because that's where you get into economics and it's not just about how good it is, why it's expensive. It's more about it's supply-demand, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, I, I think it's beautiful. Good caviar is just, yeah, it's delicious. Um, Who was the first person to eat caviar? That's a good idea. They look nice. <laughs> what were you trying it, to find? It's one of those words that I... And I, I don't think I'm speaking out of place here where I feel like loads of... Like, if you asked 100 people on the street that weren't foodies necessarily mm. have you heard of caviar i think mm. 95 of those 100 would say yes yeah what is caviar i think about 20 would know <laughs> yeah, honestly probably. and that's not i'm not being horrible but i i mm. do i don't think people literally many people know exactly what it is and would be shocked if you told them what it was yeah 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 probably right yeah probably right but no i think it's i think it's delicious and i'm not not so keen on all the poor imitations of it really it's got to be it's got to be the good stuff you know yeah do you like it yeah it's it's one of those things that i've not had loads but when i've had it it's been at really nice places so it's been really great but i've never bought it never used it myself on anything at home but do i think it's overrated i don't i may i don't have much of an opinion on it but Mm. perhaps it's maybe like in tv and film it's sort of it's glorified isn't it you know, if, yeah. if you're watching a sitcom in America and they were doing a thing around going to a, res- a really fancy restaurant, they might yeah. walk in and it'd be a British waiter going, and for starters, we have scallops with caviar. Or, and and that, it'd just be almost this line. And mm. that's that's maybe why people like CJ think, is it overrated? Because it gets all this, like, sort of press as being a lux- like the epitome yeah. of luxuriousness. Um, maybe. And I've, I've never been that type of person that would buy into something because it's popular or you're told that it yeah, yeah. it's it's nice or it's amazing so that's my genuine opinion is that i really really like it and i don't think it's overrated um does it get mi- misused um people use it for the sake of it a bit like not like the same but you know we we're talking about gold leaf last week do some people I, just I, go oh yeah whack some caviar on the top of that and suddenly it takes it to a, like a i don't think so so much um because it's so expensive people yeah don't and you don't have to do anything to it physically. Yeah, that's you true. use it to finish things or just put it on on plates or or serve it classically with all the garnishes. Then it's yeah, I I think the people that are spending out on it tend to really know what, what they're, they're doing, doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas you just wouldn't use it. I don't know of any gold leaf seems to get misused. Ah, oh, don't get me. I started. think a hundred percent of the time because whatever it's used for is a misuse. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, perfect. Next one is from Tom, who says, "If you are, if you were on a desert island and you could only have one dish, what would you pick?" Um, it's a bit oh. like a death row meal in a way, but I it suppose, yeah, desert island, one meal. What would you pick? It's so hard. It's harder. I think it's harder for me because I love food so much and spent a lifetime around it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like. Impossible. I don't have a one standout thing. No, <laughs> sure. So much stuff, but it does. I only have one dish. Well, it's got to be a dish with lots of elements. Yeah, so I've got some variety. Yeah, that's that's true. So I'm gonna go for. Um, I'm gonna go for curry. Then yeah. I can have some lovely naan yeah, yeah. with it. So like a, like a lamb danzak or something like that. I love a danzak. Yeah, nice. Made. I think you're allowed. Some you're allowed the elements around it. Yeah, yeah. Dips, naan breads. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can I get in there? <laughs> yeah. No, I think yeah. that's that's perfectly legit. 
I was yeah. thinking along the curry lines as well, just because nothing beats a really great curry. It's it's like the most comforting thing, isn't it? And oh, all those it all those accompaniments are just unbelievable. But if I was on a desert island, would I want yeah. a curry? You know, is it 35 degrees? Fair maybe. Point. Would I want a curry? So I thought maybe, actually, imagine if I had like the best lasagna and it had salad and bruschetta and, and some oh, garlic okay, bread yeah. on the side. Something like that, actually, on a desert, the context of a desert island, I, I would... Would love you do that. my cheeseless lasagna? Fuck no. Cheese, <laughs> cheese all over it. Cheese oh, all yeah. over it, mate. Honestly. Um, okay, cool. Next one here is from Andrew, who says, uh, Hi, Simon Paul. Firstly, absolutely love the nightcap. It's nice hearing stories that resonate and I can relate to. Anyways, I have a question for your next episode. If you could go back in time and relive it, what time would that be? Not to change anything, just to relive those moments for whatever reason. And it says, can't okay. wait to come and eat at Salt when everything reopens, which is very sweet. Uh. Oh, and I also, I read this in a different way when we were looking at these earlier. Oh, really? Um, Go on. Yeah, because that obviously reading that um, at the end, uh, that's where I kind of miss because it says relive those moments. Yeah. That would suggest that that's a time in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it I would. was reading it as in any time. Oh, okay. Oh, God, no. Tell us anyway. Any time. <laughs> so, where would you go back to? I, I went to just out of curiosity, obviously <laughs> relating it to food, like the Escoffier Times. Uh -huh. when he was at the Savoy and just because I'm just fascinated by how they used to op operate how they used to produce food without the modern machinery we've got without the um, extraction that we've got and ju I just love to see how these you know massive gala banquets and these dinners yeah how they how did these it these things come together the amount of staff how hard they worked how what the conditions were like mm -hmm. I just love to just be a fly on the wall and experience it yeah nice yeah so that was my first answer but then for me i don't know it'd probably be um when i was um staging at french laundry i yeah. think just because yeah, sure. you know it was an amazing place it was the height of summer in california i was drinking amazing wine and great food having a great crack the whole time it was amazing and probably i suppose the best short time of my career I suppose also on top of that, if you were to relive it, there might be some extra things that come up that you'd forgotten about and you're really pleased you've remembered them again. Like, oh, yeah. God, yeah, that happened. Or I learnt that and I sort of forgotten it. Or do you know what I mean? Like that would yes. be the sort of exciting part about reliving it. Yeah, that's right. What about you? Any ideas come to you? Yeah, in terms of specific moments, like it sounds really cheesy, but because I was quite young, when I was nine years old and being a massive Manchester United fan, we won the treble in 1999. Yeah. And I was only nine, but I can still remember the moment that Oli and Solskjaer scored that goal. Yeah. And I just burst out crying because I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> I just couldn't believe what was going on. My dad, like five minutes before, had literally gone, J J go to bed. Save <laughs> no, he did. He did. He was literally like, just oh, go really? to bed. Yeah, he was like, you know, you'll feel, you don't have to, just don't worry about it. It's not your night tonight. You know, no wait, way. tomorrow's another day, so go to bed. And I threw a hissy fit as a nine-year-old. Like, no, I'm staying. I, I just like grabbing my scarf just like and then we scored yeah. the first goal then mum came in and I just that was just pure as a kid as well it's like pure joy isn't it it's like one of the yeah. best moments of your life at that age so I'd love to, yeah. re to experience that again but in terms of adulthood weirdly a similar sort of thing going to me and my uh, sort of now fiance Hayley but at the time girlfriend and then my best mates Tim and Vicky the four of us did a road trip in California yeah. And it was just the most fun ever. I just relive it and do it all oh, in the exact same order because the food, the drink, the experiences just like never laugh so hard. Oh, wow. And also because it was, it was one of the longest trips I'd done. It was like two, two and a bit weeks. 
Uh, so that was the longest holiday I'd ever had. So mm. it just felt like it was never going to end. A bit like when you're a kid and, like, you know, you got the six weeks summer holidays. You think yeah. that will never end. I literally yeah. can't imagine six weeks. That is so long. And yeah. that was like adult version of that. It was like, oh my God, I like, I don't have a job. I'm just like this guy on the road, just with my mates. <laughs> In your head, you just go to that space. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I think that'd nice. be fine. Cool. Okay, great questions. Yeah, again, let's get on to some cowboy stories. These are coming in, like, incredibly. Oh, God, so many, haven't we? Ah, oh, amazing. Okay, so first one here is from Jack, who messaged saying, here's a cowboy story for you. Um, my GM sent me to a hotel in Ireland for some high-number conferencing. She used to work there, and they hit numbers over 1,000 compared to our maxing out of 250. That's a lot, isn't it? 1,000. Mm-hmm. They were sending large veg dishes, family style, but as they were clearing, they were throwing all the leftover veg, honey roast carrots, parsnips, broccoli, cauliflower cheese and sprouts in a massive container. Me being naive, I thought it was a food waste bin, so I asked their exec where to take it. His reply made me feel sick. He said, put it in the fridge, tomorrow we boil it with some stock, blitz, and that's the soup. Disgusting. That, now that, I think this is the epitome of cowboy, isn't it? it That is is outrageous. Something that I think you'd be surprised how common that is. Really? Yeah, I don't think you'd be surprised. Fuck off. In in some large places, yeah, definitely. And it's like these, you know, they're lazy, horrible chefs doing that. I yeah, think that I've is got cool. no bones about saying that they are disgusting <laughs> and they shouldn't call themselves chefs. He also it, put that the stock they used was gnaw as well. So blitzing <laughs> it with gnaw stock and then serving <laughs> it up as that is unbelievable. Yeah, like I mean, I don't even know what the point is putting some gnaw in. What's that going to do? Just some old veg. <laughs> yeah. Why waste the gnaw? I always um, think as well, like when you do that, when you think about all that, all of that food they'd have served, they'd have served it and seasoned it. Yeah. So well, then when you you're blitzing so. all oh yeah. Then when you're <laughs> blitzing all of that the next day, I can't imagine how salty that would be. Oh no. Because you're not making yeah. it for the purposes of soup at the time. Oh. Yeah. Well that's when they let it down to get the saltiness out and then probably thicken it. <gasps> but um what 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 makes it so much worse is that they're seeing that as free food in yeah. the sense that they will have costed those dishes up and produced X amount and sold X amount. Yeah. So therefore Anything that's been cooked and served should have been costed in effectively. Yeah. So they're saving some of the food from that to resell it as soup. So it's like 100% gross profit on that soup. It's almost like, you know, s- selling, um, selling a wedding to someone with 100 bottles of wine. Yeah. And they... Um, you actually keep 20 back and then you resell them to the next party. Like they're yeah. making the money on it again. Yeah. Um, obviously that's, you know, it's, it's different with the wine because this is just disgusting. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think thing. you'd be surprised it happens that. What I can't believe about it as well is it feels like in talking about it, there's almost no way to police it. Because no, not really. Are they doing anything illegal? Um, not necessarily legal. No. no. Is, is it coming back? If it's coming back off the plates, then yeah. But they didn't say the plates, did they? No, he said it was coming. Plate. So they were. Yeah. They, uh, he says. Let me double check. They were from. Yeah, big like serving plates. Yeah. So they're not doing anything illegal, and but, obviously they're they're not be even being sneaky. But but they, if you, what they do. If if that if I was at a Christmas party at a massive hotel, for example, and then there was a big like 
thing of veg in the middle that you help yourself to. If towards the end, like, you know, I dropped a carrot on the floor on the horrible carpet, I would think, I'll oh, just, to save someone standing on that, I'll just pop that back in there because this will all be binned. Yeah, you'd think so, yeah. yeah. So to think that, that that could be happening and then that could be going into tomorrow's soup is just yeah. like, oh, Christ. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, they're not no. chefs who think like that. They're just, just lazy. Brilliant, Awful. brilliant story, Jack. That is true cowboy, like residency in in the town. That oh, is God, yeah. proper cowboy. Okay, next one is from Stevie, who says, uh, biggest cowboy I have seen was during my first job as a 15-year-old in the local chain pub. A lot of the food was pre-packaged and bought in, one dish being salmon in a lemon and dill sauce, which was essentially boil in the bag. I think it took about 12 minutes. The head chef missed one off an order and rather than own his mistake he ran to get one from the walk-in freezer and cooked it in the dishwasher <laughs> dirty bastard twice through on the quickest cycle before opening up and flashing it under the grill unbelievable that is rogue isn't it so is i guess rogue. essentially using the dishwasher as like a hot water bath um i assume but- he didn't put a tablet in well, you don't have to. They're already linked in. Yeah. The chemicals will be in it. Oh, Christ, of course. And most of those, most sous vide bags like that are porous as well. The liquid doesn't leak out, but they will take things on. They're, oh, wow. Unless they're the that. proper, really thick, high-grade cooking bags, they're all porous and they will take on yeah. flavours or give out flavours. Um, Christ. Yeah, but the, the thing that struck me about this, and I like this, there's absolutely no doubt that this is cowboy and it's just fucking lazy. Um, <laughs> that I don't really see how would, he would be gaining any extra time here. Cause, like, yeah, what could he of, have done? What could he have done with that frozen thing? Well, I mean, their process was obviously boiling it in a bag. I don't understand why this is much quicker because boiling water, as you know, 100 degrees. So you'd assume they're cooking it a bit under 100 degrees. Yeah. I can't, I can't think to my head what um, dishwashers get to, but it's nowhere near 100 degrees. Right. It's not boiling water. Yeah. It's like above. It's got to be above sort of 70, I think, for uh-huh. um, uh, obviously for killing uh, certain germs. Um, and then the cycles generally take two to three minutes so he's put it on on these three cycles and in fact i don't understand why he's why he's done that to save any money when a pan of water their normal process didn't seem to take that much longer no exactly i suppose it would have had to have defrosted but trying to be a smart ass trying to look cool i reckon trying to look cool yeah Yeah. because well i mean this this story has stuck with this guy so it clearly worked didn't it it left an impression but proper sheriff's badge proper sheriff's badge for that i reckon oh god yeah he's yeah he's there he's got the hat good 100 100 success rate this week two cowboy stories both with sheriff's badges that is good going um okay next one uh, not a cowboy story, but some more cereal chat, which I love. Uh, I encourage <laughs> you to share. It's like cereal's almost like a guilty pleasure of a lot of people. Like everyone's got this connection to cereal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's really yeah. funny. Uh, okay, this is from Samuel, who says, uh, if you're going with Weetabix, I want to know what's your method. Mine is enough milk to soak, but not so much that they are soggy. Then follow the McConaughey plan of action from Wolf of Wall Street. Two Weetabix... Mm. Then a few minutes later, two more. Then keep them coming until I pass out. Usually I can get through 10 or 12. <laughs> that is impressive. I love the McConaughey plan. Yeah. <laughs> that is impressive. What is? Do you have Weetabix often? And if so, what yeah, is your Yeah, I don't Weetabix? like Weetabix soggy and obviously not raw. It's where they're 
just a little crisp to them. Al dente, yeah. let's say. <laughs> Al dente Weetabix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I'm similar, but I have to say, if I ever have Weetabix, I have to have like other cereals on top. What? Yeah. Is that weird? Really? Is that weird? Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Well, I don't want just Weetabix. It's very plain. I don't want to just like tip sugar on it. Yeah, so, what do you put on it? <laughs> I mean, I'll have, uh, this, is, this is weird, but I'll be transparent. So <laughs> I, if... For example, right now at home, I know that I've I've had this in the last week. Okay. Uh, two eat bix. Yeah. I'll pour on some muesli. Okay. So like some you know nuts and raisins and like some <laughs> oats and whatever. Yeah. Gets weirder. Oh right. Yeah. Then I <laughs> I'll put a tablespoon. Yeah. Of peanut butter on. Fucking hell. <laughs> Is this weird? Is it weird? Yeah. And you then, are a cereal pervert. I know, yeah. I am, I am. <laughs> and then, drizzle with honey. Wow. And then some milk. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and Forgot milk. about the milk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the level of cereal delving I'll go into. But I can't just have plain old Weetabix. There's I've a got lot of like... flavours and textures going on there. That's quite complicated. Yeah, I feel like it is quite complicated. But I, and it also, so I have it frequently enough where I, there's like little adjustments I make. Okay, as in... Like the amount of peanut butter, the amount oh, of milk, right, okay, the amount the of, you know, ratio, or trying different mueslis. But yeah, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot just have... I, I'm a fan of combining... This is another subject for another day. Combining yeah. cereals is an underrated thing. Yeah. To, to just have Weetabix or just have cornflakes, no. There is, there is more we can do to combine cereals to get some good flavours, I think. Yeah. Ethan's a bit like that, actually. Like... It made me think of you today, actually, with his cereal, because he was kicking off this morning. <laughs> um, so Esme just has whatever cereal it is and milk, that's it. He yeah. always likes a fucking whole fruit salad in amongst it. Does he? Yeah. So, yes, mate. I love that. So today, well, yesterday, he had Cheerios, and it was chopped up banana, cut up grapes and raisins. Fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. bit so like a fruit and I was doing almost. his cereal, and he shouted at me, went, I'm fruit, yeah. <laughs> so I... Please. It's like, yeah, okay, please. Yeah. So I did it exactly the same as that day before. Put it in. And he was a bit emotional this morning for some reason, a bit sensitive. Mm. He just kicked off because there's raisins in it. And he's like, take the raisins out. Whoa. It's like, no, do it right. yourself. Yeah, so he hand picked every, and I put loads in there, like every one. By the time it was a whole soggy, I had a soggy, sloppy banana because they're a bit overripe anyway. Oh, soggy no, Cheerios. That's my, that's my His grapes were still crunchy, but. Yeah, he picked every single one out and put them on the side. And there was loads Christ. of them. It took him forever to eat a cereal. I was getting raging. Oh, bless him. I was the same with raisins when I was his age. Though. I could not stand them in anything. I was picking them out. He loved them. And he loved it the day before. Yeah, he, yeah, he just wasn't having it today. Yeah. What kids are like. They're totally Not on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Just a laughs> totally <second>. unreasonable. <laughs> awesome. Um, please send us your cowboy stories and your cereal confessions maybe we should call it cereal confessions i've oh, i've confessed yeah. a lot in my cereal life and there's more i'm sure i just don't even realize it yet do you know what i mean like i'm sure there's weirder yeah. stuff i still do with cereal but <laughs> yeah. i'm yet to divulge but please send us your questions comments cowboys cereal stories uh dm us at the nightcap underscore Brilliant. pod on twitter instagram etc etc before we go one way road to beer.com four days as we speak here today, so it'll be when people are listening, it'll be three days, nine hours until wow. that you can have beer or coffee. Doesn't always have to be alcohol. Um, in a park or your garden with up to five, six people. That's that's a massive. That's a big hurdle. That yes, it? that is that is. It feels like too soon. 
Yeah, four days. Yeah. So three days. So that'll be what, so Sunday or Monday. Yeah. You'll be able to meet up with six people in your garden. So like a barbecue is legit. That's a, an option. Yeah. Shit. Great. God, that's We need to organise something, mate. We need to organise Yeah. Them. Maybe our first nightcap of the year for the new series, we should get someone into either your, like, one of our gardens or the salt got outside and do a little barbie and record That's it that really way. That's a really good idea, we could do that, couldn't we? Get the, yeah. get, get the little Japanese barbecue outside or something. Yeah, it's perfect. Our garden's a right mess at the moment here. But, um, yeah, I'm sure we could Fine, we'll do it at mine. You got the hint. Cool. Nice one, buddy. Always a pleasure. Uh, and I'll catch you next week. Cool. Catch you later.